Hey guys, KT here, uh, also known as Fetus Roads. Just thought I'd uh, drop you guys a quick message to uh, put a voice to all the shitty comments you get on Twitch when you guys record. Uh, don't envy you guys this week, WrestleMania Backlash, and uh, yeah, the shit show that was raw. Zombies and uh, more Tamina and Natalia. Just fuck that shit. Anyway, keep fighting the fight. And, uh, yeah, keep it up. Welcome, everybody, to the WWE Rundown. I am your host, back at it again. My name is Troy. Joining me this week, Ginger's here. Good thing you're back, man. I don't think I would have been able to handle another week by me and John or me and just me hosting in general or, you know. So, thanks. Think, Welcome back, brother. Thank you. I think you did an exceptional job. Eh, I try. And join. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Uh, joining us as well this week, John is here. Welcome, John. Uh, full disclosure, I spent the first, like, five minutes of Raw trying to figure out if Bobby Lashley was going to the ring with his sisters. <laughs> nice I wish that were a joke I know, I hear you. <laughs> oh man Well, uh, at the top of our show You heard a message from KT Also known as Fetus Roads uh, So thank you uh, very much KT For that message uh, We do love you On the side over here on Twitch You can listen or you can watch us on Twitch Every episode that I mean, I host uh, for the WWE Rundown, <laughs> uh, which is every Tuesday approximately 8.30 Central. Um, but yeah, so um, thank you again. We we are very much loving the messages that we get from our fans here uh, and the fan interaction as, as well. So um, keep that up. Love that. Appreciate you guys so much. So uh, we've got a lot to cover, obviously. Um, but we do have a couple of news items. So one of them sort of pertains to the pay-per-view, but we'll get into the match itself that it happened in. But the other uh, bit of news that we had uh, was that uh, Jerome Young, also known as New Jack from ECW, uh, passed away. Uh, on the 14th at the age of 58 due to a heart attack. Um, New Jack obviously worked a lot of uh, different promotions around around the uh, the world, but he was mainly known for his work in ECW because uh, he was a literal madman. Um, we did get uh, a lot of people um, around the wrestling world giving their condolences uh, obviously uh, our condolences to his family um but uh, yeah this was uh, sort of an ongoing 
uh, issue with him, obviously, uh, his his life <laughs> sort of uh, not an easy one, uh, and it took its toll on him. Uh, a lot of a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, a lot of uh, wrestling injuries as well. Um, just uh, five years ago, he had some blood clots uh, throughout his legs, which actually ended his wrestling career because he was wrestling. Yep, he was still active. Um, but uh, yep. Uh, but yeah. So um, yeah, we found out from his wife um, that he had died of a heart attack. Uh, now Paul Heyman did go on um, and had a, a lot to say. About uh, about New Jack on uh, Raw Talk, I think it was Raw Talk. Uh, talking Smack. Oh, it was it was Smack Talk. That's right. Um, uh, but yeah, so um, obviously, like I said, our condolences to his wife, to his family. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, anything that you guys want to say about it? That was uh, one crazy motherfucker. I yep. basically only know of him through hearing people talk about him, and yeah. Wait, have you know. have you never seen the mass transit video? No. Oh, dude, you gotta check that out. It's fucking brutal. Gotcha. Look up, look up the story behind it too. It's pretty fucked up. But uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, like you kind of said, Troy, like he's had issues in the past many times, and his. Ways of wrestling weren't exactly the safest, so to speak. Jumping off high ass balconies and, uh, you know, and the Vic Grimes situation probably didn't help a situation that when Vic landed on his fucking head. Mm-hmm. Uh, sucks. Uh, God, he was what, 46? Is that what uh, it was? 58. 50, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, uh, Rest in power, and you know that, that sucks. Nothing that more you can say on that, really. Yeah, you brought up the mass transit issue uh, incident, I should say. Um, Which happened in Boston, conveniently. Yes, it did. Uh, the the Wonderland Ballroom in, uh, um, and it was a seventeen year old kid, uh, Eric Kulas, uh, who was in a match against the gangsters. Uh, who was New Jack and... Oh my it? god, I just had his name in my head two fucking seconds ago. Um, fuck, what's his, what's his name? Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking awful. Oh my god. Who the that's fuck was the other guy in the match? Uh, Mustafa Saeed. Yeah, thank you. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so it was New Jack and Mustafa, uh, I guess Mustafa Saeed, if you're really thinking about it. Um, and yeah, they were against Eric, uh, Eric Kulas and um, another dude, Axel Rotten, was it? Uh, I think so. Okay, um, so I'll, I'll read it right from Wikipedia just because it's just kind of his biggest thing. Um Oh, no, never mind. Axel Rotten could not make it to, um, to it. So the show was scheduled to feature dwarf wrestlers. That's straight from Wikipedia. That's not me. Uh, <laughs> Tiny the Terrible and Half Nelson against 17-year-old Eric Kulas performed as a mass transit, a Ralph Cramden-esque bus driver. However, Kulas convinced ECW owner and Booker Plyman to have him fill in for Rotten by claiming he was 21 and had wrestled for Killer Kowalski. 
a retired star wrestler who ran an old wrestling blah, 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 everyone knows who Kyle Owasi is. Before the match, Klaus asked New Jack to blade him since he never had done it himself, and New Jack agreed. During the match, Dudley and New Jack brawled... Okay, so it's... Okay, so it's Devon Dudley and um, Eric Klaus against the gangsters New Jack and Mustafa Saeed. Uh, Dudley and New Jack brawled outside the ring while Saeed and Transit fought inside the ring. The match was booked as a squash, and Dudley was quickly isolated outside the ring as they told Dudley not to get back into the ring. The gangsters then double-teamed Kulas inside the ring, with New Jack pummeling him with crutches, toast- toasters, and various other objects in the hardcore cell he was known for. At the end of the match, New Jack, New Jack bladed Kulas with a surgical scalpel. Not your typical apparatus, but, I mean, it's anything... <laughs> Uh, as the two had agreed, but cut too deeply and severed two arteries in Kulas's forehead. Kulas screamed in pain, then passed out his blood poured from his head. The event was a house show and thus not televised, however, camcorder footage was available, which was eventually used as evidence in legal proceedings. The video showed New Jack quietly asking Kulas after the blading, You all right? Next, the gangsters proceeded to work Kulas over even more with elbow drops and various objects, prompting Kulas's father to scream, Ring the fucking bell, he's 17. As medics rushed to the ring to aid Kulas, New Jack grabbed a house microphone and in an attempt to garner heat, he shouted, I don't care if the motherfucker dies. He's white. I don't like white people. I don't don't like people from Boston. I'm the wrong N-word to fuck with. <laughs> Good catch. According to, <laughs> according to New Jack, in an interview with our video, he told Kulas this is not a good idea prior to the match. So it caused a literal shitstorm. Uh, they had to cancel their first pay-per-view barely legal um, due to it. Uh, then, of course, there was legal action against New Jack as he was charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, and he was sued by Kulas's family. Uh, but Young was acquitted of all charges because, guess what? When a motherfucker asks somebody, hey, cut my scalp open, it sort of makes you not liable anymore for what happens after that. <laughs> Um, and again, uh, part of that was also that Kulas lied because he said he was 21. So uh, now, again, this is 1996, is it? Yeah, 96. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So at the time, you know, and the fact that it was ECW, it's kind of a carny promotion at the time. It wasn't that out of the realm to not do any sort of checking to make sure that people were old enough. Um but obviously things changed partly because of this, obviously. Um, but yeah, so that that was the big issue. There was also a couple of different uh, times that, that uh, New Jack has shoot fought people in the ring, too. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more bad than good stories out there of New Jack. Now, that that whole mass transit thing, like, I have a hard time blaming New Jack because, again a guy asked him to blade it, you know what you can take yourself, you know? Yep. Yep. Uh, I've never bladed. I'm sure that Ginger's never bladed either. And I'm almost positive John has oh, never. Oh, and... oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. I, I, I only cut when I need to feel, but... <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's it's hard to... Like, um, I, had, I had a thing where... Uh, this is going to sound really weird, but it but it it applies. My daughter asked me to cut her toenails, and I had the worst time doing it because I was like, I 
I was so like, I don't want to go too far and stuff like that. And I was like, yes, because you don't know. Like, I know myself what I can take. I like, I don't want to hurt her. <laughs> My wife was like, move aside, pansy, and just <laughs> just start fucking yanking him up. Uh, but yeah, so that that's kind of the thing is like he it it yeah. I mean, obviously, blading is the thing we want in the past, and unless you're an AEW fan, um, but it was one of those situations where it's like this dumb motherfucker was like, "I'm 21, put me in the ring with New Jack," which is like, oh, don't do, don't ask for that, man. Like, don't ask to be put into a match with New Jack and Devon when their foreheads look like that. All right, <laughs> like, there's a That's reason they, they there's a reason they look like that, you know. Alarmed himself. Yeah, so, but you know, is what it is. But yeah, obviously, you know, um, in terms of ECW, the guy was ECW royalty. Um, he's not. He's, he ain't getting inducted in any WWE Hall of Fame or anything of like that because it was back in those days. But yeah, he was also somebody clearly that it was like, yeah, yeah, you're never stepping foot in WWE ring, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Once they purchase it, it was like it was like that contract, uh, throw it in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. huh. Jesus. Oh my gosh. Um So um the only other story that I really have because our normal news guy is on vacation this week. Uh during the match at WrestleMania Backlash, uh which we will get into, uh it is reported that oh, the It is reported that John's hero, The Miz, actually tore his ACL. Now, uh, me and Ginger both looked back at the match. Ginger, you watched it for the first time. Me, I I looked back at it. And you can clearly see when uh, Damien Priest does a crossbody at the top ropes, he lands wrong on on The Miz. Spinning kick. Yeah, sorry, spinning heel kick, sorry. Uh, yeah. and, and you can see the Miz grab his knee. And from then on out, <laughs> he's clearly Very not okay. Soft work, soft, soft working. Yeah. From there on. Now, this is, and, and what sucks is you guys just mentioned last week about how the Miz has never been seriously injured. <laughs> Here it is. This was, this was the guy's first serious injury. Now, Fucking 15 years in the business, and, and he's never had a serious injury. That's still something to be really fucking proud of. And again, this was such a fluke fucking accident, which they always are, you know. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, the, of, of course, the guy who, who works very safe, of course, it would be somebody else's mistake that winds up injuring him, <laughs> not his own so, mistake. It was so awkward because I feel, I think they didn't show him, like, actually jump off the rope. He had to have slipped because Priest has done that move how many fucking times? Yeah, you know what I mean. So and it just—I don't know if Miz might have just been a little out of position, but it was just awkward and unfortunately landed right on Miz's knee and Miz immediately grabbed it and you could tell like when they were outside. Obviously, we'll get into it, but when they were outside and Miz was punched, he was not moving his leg. Mm-mm. He no. was just throwing his fist and that was it. And, yeah. That's when you're like, oh shit, something's wrong. Yeah, and and I didn't I didn't notice it when I was first watching the match. I I noticed him grab the knee, but I was like, the Miz the Miz is always really good at selling, so it's kind of it's kind of like, oh okay, well it's a weird thing, but it like then the thought was just out of my mind. 
you know it wasn't it wasn't one of those normal times where you're like okay i can clearly tell that like like when Sami Zayn blew out his shoulder uh in in his debut match or whatever that it was like all right he is clearly fucked up like you know yes yeah Yeah. i just watched that the other day still great that's a good match yeah uh, John, what do you have to say about uh, potentially not seeing Miz for nine months? Oh, John? John? <laughs> John is John? John is very distraught. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, he gave us the hold on signal. Um, he's very, he, John has to compose himself because he is so distraught at the thought that he's not going to have... <laughs> The Miz on his TV for uh, for a considerable amount of time. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's I like audio for a second. <laughs> that's that's okay. So yeah, it's like we were discussing like you know, fifteen years in the fucking business of not having some major issue or you know just injury is almost nowadays like unheard of. So for him to go that fucking long without any major issues or anything is it's probably like it's gonna be probably like a first time in history if you think about it that's a lot maybe he's like had like maybe like a broken wrist or something and was out for a couple weeks but he's never been out on injury for a an excessive amount of time like this no and and i I struggle to think of anyone else that's been in the business for a long time who hasn't had at least some period of time that they've been down uh, because it's, it's wrestling and like injuries happen and, and, and it happens to everybody, you know, mm-hmm. uh, even obviously with the Miz, even the safest of workers. Now, yeah, he has had a couple of times where he's been a little beaten up, yeah. but but yeah, like he's maybe missed a, a week or two or, or things like that. So um, it'll be very interesting to see because like like we talked about, this is going to be other than him filming movies the first time that he's really going to be gone for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, John, have you composed yourself enough to discuss the myth? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a not dickish way to say that I'm happy he'll be gone for a while, but. I, I don't want him to be hurt, but I'm, I'll, I also did very much want him to not be on TV for this. So I'm kind of like in that space where it's like, I got what I wanted, but not in the way that I wanted it, and I feel weird about that. Fair enough. Uh, are you, um, what microphone are you using? <laughs> Cause you're, yeah, you're, you're, you have the same problem you had last week. We can, we can hear you. It's just um, it's it's a it's a little muffled, and we do want to hear you. Well, we can't yeah. hear. I can't hear anything now. <laughs> Is it off? Oh, there you go. Hey, now we're good. We are we're good. <laughs> Apparently, uh, while I was fucking around with the headset, it switched my mic back to my uh, laptop mic. Oh well, that makes total sense. Thanks, Bill Gates. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I hear you though. You never want you never want somebody to be hurt, but also you're just like, please go away. <laughs> it's, it's, it, 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 you know, yeah. they say the the heart grows fonder when 
somebody you don't see somebody. So maybe maybe Miz will have a little nice little comeback when he comes back. Because I don't mind his work, but it's just we don't need to see him every goddamn week. Yeah. Well, and um, the the other thing too is I hope that if he is indeed going to be cast, cast as Johnny Cage, I hope that this doesn't affect that at all. Because I think he will be perfect as that asshole. <laughs> it's exactly who he is. That's yeah. what wrestling gimmick is like. Yeah. I saw. I saw the other. The uh, obviously people don't know. Uh, it's Mortal Kombat. They just had the movie. We talked about this before, but uh, there's a character that they have clearly set up to be in the next one, uh, and that is Johnny Cage. And if you if you want to know who Johnny Cage is, it started off as Jean Claude Van Damme, uh, and then just morphed into essentially the Miz. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, the the other thing I saw was people trying to get Ryan Reynolds to play him, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking watch Ryan Reynolds play Johnny no. Cage. He's yeah. fucking Deadpool. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. Well, and it's not... Johnny Cage is, is like, he's not a wisecracker. And that's what, like, Ryan Reynolds is. He is a, like, loud, brash asshole. And that's what the Miz is. <laughs> I was going to say, Miz. Yes. Literally, I swear to God, like, Miz's character is based after Johnny Cage. It seems that way, doesn't it? The other thing that's or missing is he... Versa, I, you know, it's... Yeah. He needs to have a, a Miz tattooed across his gut first. And then he'll, <laughs> that he'll really be Johnny Cage. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. So we had um, SmackDown, we have a pay-per-view, right. and we have Raw. Uh, so as we always do, we are going to do a split. Good, the bad, the what the fuck. We're going to start with SmackDown, then we're going to get into the pay-per-view, then we're going to do Raw. Uh, but in order to get into that, I, of course, need to have us start off with this. The good. The bad. The what the fuck? And we're going to start over on SmackDown. John, what was your good from SmackDown? Uh, I'd like to apologize for stealing it, but it was the Roman Reigns stuff, because there wasn't <laughs> anything else on SmackDown that was good. Very fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's he has been the literal best thing since he returned. Mm-hmm. But usually SmackDown manages to throw a couple of other entertaining things in there. This was a bad week for SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, Raw, I felt, was actually the better show of the two. <laughs> I mean, if you yeah. put if you put Roman Reigns on Raw, mm-hmm. like, Raw, I, Raw's bits outside of, like, the main stories were better, for yeah. sure. Like, uh, yeah. I think think that the Lashley stuff didn't really work for me, although I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm really enjoying uh, the dynamic Jimmy's bringing to the whole the whole story, and yeah, it's it's working for me. Oh, and you, you gotta love the fact that Roman's, even though Jimmy's whole thing is like, I'm nobody's bitch, he's still manipulated that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Which you just like, you're like, oh, that's so fucking perfect, where it's like, 
Jamie's coming in and going, you can't fucking tell me what to do. It's like, oh, well, you know what you should do? You should fight Cesaro. It's like, that's what he wanted you to do anyways, dude. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that, that was one of my goods from SmackDown. It was yeah. everything with the rain story. Now I'm vaguely curious, because you said one of, and I'm like, what else was good on SmackDown? Well, it, it's kind of going off of that, so I might as well just do it. Um, the buildup of Cesaro through this whole thing, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, having him keep getting the upper hand on Reigns and Jay, and now Jimmy is making him like the star he should have been, in my opinion, a long time ago. Um, he should have been in this picture fucking problem. I would say he should have been in this picture right after him and Sheamus split up in the tag division. If not sooner. I mean, but, I, th- I, feel, I feel that would have been the better uh, time for it, but. But he would have stolen that precious ta- or title opportunities from Dolph Ziggler, and that we can't have that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and I love the fact that he threw a super kick on Jimmy, getting onto the apron. Like mm-hmm. fuck you, I'll let you with your own move and hit a better two bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, Very nice. Yeah. So yeah, mine mine was that kind of going off of John's good. All right. Uh, I'm going to surprise you guys. Oh boy! And this is the, the this is very painful for me to. Don't put... you fucking dare! My good, I know what it's going to be. My good was Natalia and Tamina winning oh, the tag belts. I quit. I quit. That's it. I'm <laughs> not, not... No, 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 no. Not because it's those two. Because fuck those two. It was because that was the first time the tag belts. That was the first time since um. Sasha and Bailey, that those tag belts felt like a prize because the emotion behind it, the, the, like the, they, they felt important for the first time because (laughs) of those two. Look, it hurt me to type that because I hate those two, but they, they actually made the tag belts feel like something important and they haven't felt important for a long time. And we could just gloss over the match itself because it was fucking garbage. The match was hot garbage. <laughs> okay. But I actually, I actually agree that like the uh, the aftermath, like uh, particularly, I thought Tamina's mm. uh, contributions to that, like were, were she felt raw and emotional, and Natalia felt like she was trying to match that, and I felt like Natalia's contributions to that came off a little bit forced, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. Tamina, like it seemed like, oh shit, this has been like fifteen years, whatever, ten years. I don't, I don't know how long she's been doing Too long. mediocre work. It's but, been, um, it's been eleven years, and she has never won a championship until now, and that's saying major championship. And I'm like, she still hasn't won a major championship. Oh, it's sorry, like yeah. belts, but. She won the 24-7 championship one time. But again, that's that's uh, nothing. Did she really? Yes. <laughs> but, again, <laughs> but again, that's so nothing. This was actually like like she, I mean, yeah, 11 years at the same fucking company and never winning the top prize. And like now she's finally got, uh, yes, it's a tag belt, but it's still a tag belt. You know, it's still a belt. And it's a belt that's been held by every member of the fucking Four Horsewomen, uh, as well as, you know, the Iconics and Alexa and Nikki. Like there's... Then the, the the 
precedent is there that it is an important belt and it felt like i said it felt important now now i don't like those two i, I instantly wanted them to take the belts off of them but <laughs> like i said with uh with Shayna and naya they always felt like they were just like yeah we have these things but who cares you know yeah they didn't feel important no and, and Shayna doesn't seem to care about anything she's doing right now so well, that's because uh, she doesn't care about anything to do because she's stuck at a fucking tag team with Nia Jax with Reginald as their manager. I yeah, would be, that's fair. So it's like, I was fucking NXT Women's Championship for almost a year, and now I'm doing this. <laughs> like, that's what it was. Like, I feuded with Becky Lynch. I bit that bitch's neck. And now I'm fucking carrying this dead fucking weight around with me. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, again... Don't like who won them. Don't like the people. Probably won't care about these belts next week, but at least for this show, after that, and watching the backstage things over that, the it felt like an accomplishment. So, <laughs> all right. Less about that said, the, the, the better. Uh, Ginger. Oh, we're going to we... get into that. Later. All right. Ginger, what's your bad? Uh, SmackDown, bad. Out of all people, you pick to feud with Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> you choose Baron fucking Corbin. And listen, I've said it on this network multiple times. I was I hated Shinsuke, but I I understood. But once one thing happened, I didn't like him. But now it's like, dude, give this guy a good dancing partner, please. And Corbin is not that fucking person whatsoever. You know who is? AJ Styles. You know, um, you know who probably would be interesting? Him and Cesaro. I'd like to see him and Ollie. Yeah. yeah. Or anyone in Ollie. Right there. That's true. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that was... It, oh, man, it just makes me so mad. So, yeah. so mad. Uh, my what the fuck was, let's feud over a crown. So, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, they they made the crown look worse, and then uh, Shinsuke, I guess, like orgasmed through touching it or something. I, like, it was it holds the power. Uh, I guess, I guess oh, it was calculation. Uh, like, I I didn't like the old crown that much, but like the black sort of like thing he had before was at least like kind of cool. This one, it, it's been was, his gimmick. That's why. Yeah, this one just looked gaudy and shitty. I, yeah, he was uh, he was modeling it after uh, the King of the North from Game of Thrones, um, which is why he had like the fucking wolf pelt on him and shit like that. And then now he's just like, I, I just I found this somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, and of course this caused everyone to be like, they're bringing back King of the Ring, and it's like because they're feuding over a crown. Like, no, they they just don't have anything better to talk about. <laughs> like, also, also, what what is with people losing matches and then stealing clothing lately? Don't know. <laughs> no Sounds fucking like clue. Shit. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> uh, uh, my about bad is the fact that Alistair Black still doesn't have a target. Just more just rambling bullshit. I mean, it worked so well the first time, so. <laughs> yeah, right? The, the like, mother... That's the part that pisses me off. Obviously, it didn't work before. Why would you do a fucking repeat? <laughs> It's Honestly. it's fine to do two weeks without a target, but then you need a target because Alexa. Yeah, 
at least Alexa has a target now. We don't know exactly what that target is, but at least she does have a target. Like, Alistair Black's just like, oh, we're going to do another three weeks of me asking for someone to knock on my door? <laughs> That's what we're going to yeah. do? All right. I guess. Shame. Damn yep. fucking shame. Yep. John, what's your bad? Uh, I've reached my breaking point with Bailey's laugh. Oh, Oof, boy. Someone should rip out her larynx. You want to know why? That's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, it, but, like, <laughs> there, there, there are, there's heat that makes me want to see someone lose, and there's heat that makes me want to see someone leave my TV. That's what they think is good now. That. That's why people started tuning out when Baron Corbin was dominating Raw for that, like, fucking, when he was the constable. Because it was, like, the wrong heat, and they don't seem to understand the difference. Except with the Roman stuff, because, like, you know, you you want Roman to eventually get his comeuppance, but, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, just the obnoxious shit, like, fuck off with that. (laughs) Now, if, if this is going to lead to a hair versus hair match, I would be down for that. I, I only want I only want the hair versus hair match to happen if Bianca has the loser stupid braid. That's not going to happen. I but Bailey, know. But Bailey would lose her hair, and uh, we saw it over in Stardom with Julia. Like sometimes getting that that really fucking short hair can make you really fucking hot. So <laughs> be interested to see. And she, I mean, fucking Bailey's already halfway there. She's got most of her. Uh, back of her head shaved and something like that. She just has the hair on top of her head now. So, I mean, I, I'm still looking forward to like a, a hair versus hair match for crotch hair, but that, I don't know if that'll ever happen. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, is it, is it hot wax or is it just shave? Ooh, they should do laser. Ah, <laughs> just just yeah. set it up in the middle of the, of the ring and just fucking laser hair removal. <laughs> Shoot it down like Bray's fucking screen at WrestleMania versus him going. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> After they're done, it's just like, oh, you think you're done? No, no, no. We're doing that asshole next. No. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Um, anything else for bad? Um, SmackDown? Let's see. Uh, no. That's good. All right. I mean, I I didn't really like Dolphin Ray, but I don't have anything to say about it. <laughs> Dolphin Ray sounds like a fucking YouTuber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, what's your what the fuck? Uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm to the point where I am kind of back out on on stage or not not on stage on screen authority presence like i want them to do something with sonya that's not this i want her to fucking wrestle again and i am tired of adam pierce so what the fuck is uh why the fuck are you doing anything with sonya deville well now that um her stalker has been reprimanded to a mental institute uh, there is the possibility that she could return to wrestling. There was that thought of maybe she didn't want to wrestle for until everything was cleared up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so maybe now that that has happened, maybe we will go towards it. I think there is a possibility with that. They turn her face by attacking Charlotte. Um, by if, if Charlotte keeps using her kind of thing, um, or maybe no, they, her, she's got to be a heel. 
Well, there's always a chance. Heel, her heel work against Mandy was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Well, there's always the, the opportunity, too, that her and Charlotte go into a take team. She be, was winning those straps. Well, I mean, at least I'd be okay with that. You yeah, know? Sonya, okay. I'd be okay with Sonya winning the straps. Yeah. Sonya, if Charlotte's uh, doing that, hopefully she's not, like, you know, winning a championship. Contender for the, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. not just uh, knocking Rhea down a peg, but. Yeah. How many championship championships now? Thirteen. Uh, I don't know. She kept talking about it, and I tuned her out. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's thirteen. Yeah. It's got to be up there. I think they said it at the pay per view. I think. Yeah, that's crazy. She she said it on Raw too. I just don't give a shit, so I didn't really retain it. Yeah. She's. Uh, I guess it's depend on what depends on what you count. Okay. So so total championships. She's got 16? 13. Oh. One-time one Women's Tag Champion, five-time SmackDown Champion, four-time Raw Champion, one-time Divas Champion, two-time NXT Champion. So it'd be 13 if they count all of those. Which I think they are, because I remember her saying, I'm going to be 14-time after this the pay-per-view. So they're counting all of that, which I don't know why you would count the tag team title in there, but hey, that's <laughs> it is what it is. Because... Ric Flair has more than fourteen total title wins. He just has right. fourteen. He just has fourteen world championships. Is what they talk about all the time. But he's had the U.S. championship and the tag belts and stuff like that. So, but yeah. Jesus Christ! I just looked him up and he's fucking seventy-two. Fully vaccinated Ooh. though. So yeah. <laughs> All right, um, Ginger, what's your what the fuck? Um, before we get there, something just popped in my head. Was Why didn't porn? we get Money in the Bank yet? Um, they normally won't. it's in May. They might be holding an offer, crowd. They are, they definitely are because we got word that was it Hell in the Cell was next, which is fucking yeah. weird. But yeah, that's what I mean. I I knew I. Because that used to be the pay per view right after Mania, and I was like, I, I was like, wait a minute, Backlash should have been fucking bank. Yeah, Hell in a Cell is normally October, I think, right? Yes, because they always do like a Halloweenish gimmick. Last year, like, yes, last year was October. Um, yeah. Yeah. So June is going to be Hell in a Cell, and then July is Money in the Bank. So now the uh, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view is still going to be in the U-League Center um, without any fans. And Money in the Bank has not announced their venue, so that would tend to make it seem like Money in the Bank is going to be live. Well, so Yeah, and I think they they, they got to have people there, I guess. That's what live would be. <laughs> well, I mean, live is live. Yeah, but you know what I meant. Um, so yeah, so that that's what it looks like is, is they're going to do it that way, is push, push Money in the Bank back a month um to to july because yeah last year it was may so technically two months yeah yeah um yeah i'll be if if that's the first pay-per-view we get in front of a live crowd i'm down for that because then you can you can you got two months now to kind of build somebody up to to get that huge pop if they win money in the bank so while we're on the subject who would you like to see win a money in the bank um, men or women? Both. Um, for the men, 
Um, my homer pick would be Kevin Owens. Okay. Um, because right now, because he hasn't had a championship since 2017. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Yep. Uh, but I think the the time would be ripe for um Cesaro to win it, and then cash in and successfully win it. Uh, and I I think you're almost gonna have to have Money in the Bank be somebody on SmackDown to take it off Roman. So I feel like you they they want to keep him so strong that that's what it's gonna have to be is that somebody's gonna have to after a fucking yeah cheap shot him or after a big match over that. For the women, obviously Sonya is a big one. Um, but the other one, I would say um, EO. Okay. Because right now she's done nothing. She's just gone. <laughs> well, she went on. She said she's taking time off. Oh, okay. All right, I didn't hear that. So, but yeah, I think no, she came on NXT and was like, oh, "I'm gonna take a vacation for a little while." All right. <laughs> I think I think that would be a good way to and have her have it for a while. Um, I think that would be a good main roster debut for her. Would be put the put the briefcase on her and have her kind of you know fuck around with that for a while. Yeah. But yeah. What about you, John? Uh, I think Sami Zayn would be the perfect uh, <laughs> Money in the Bank person. True. <laughs> um, uh, that would be endlessly entertaining. I feel like. Uh, <laughs> as far as the women go, um, maybe Shayna. Oh, yeah, yep. I see that. Yeah, she she could she can definitely talk her way um, in, into a main event with that. So yeah, I mean, I'm down for that too. Yeah, yeah, that that was my pick right there. Michelle. Fair enough. And then if he came back in time, Keith Lee. Okay. Yeah. It What's, would help. Yeah. Yeah, it would help jumpstart things. Yeah, that was just a quick detour because I it popped in my head. I was like, "It's only a fucking day." So, but anywho, um, I what the fuck was Troy's good, but a different perspective. <laughs> you take an absolute dog shit, no good, pointless talents named Tamina and Natalia, and you have them beat really absolutely bad team. Shin is okay, but and put the tag straps on the awful workers. Talking about going from bad to a million times worse. Now we are forced to see these two on both shows weekly. Uh, this is a prime example of why people hate your television. And that that that's kind of my perspective of it. You could have done this with any other female team, and I would have been okay with it. Any other team. But no. You give it to Natalia and Tamina. I don't like it. Fair. Put it up. Put them on people that can entertain you, yeah. like the right riots to squad. <laughs> yeah. So that's think- that, that, that's it for me. Yeah, I'm, that just disgusted me. I knew it was going to happen, but it still made me mad. And again, I didn't say I liked who won. So I like oh, the I, I like no, I like no. the emotion. So if the Riotata squad would have won and had that same sort of breakdown and crying emotions over that, it would have been my good, and it probably would have been your good as well. <laughs> yes, it would have been, but it, but this week is my what the fuck. And, and it would have been a better match because you know yeah. there would have been like 
three yeah. not shitty wrestlers in it instead of one. <laughs> yep. All right. Okay, anything else to say about SmackDown? Um, I, I, I think that's going to do it. All right. So I want, since we're talking now about WrestleMania Backlash, I want to take a time out to give a special thank you to everyone who participated in our predictions poll. That would be Adam, myself, John, Sal, uh, Jackson, Ginger, Jason, Mike Smathers, Fetus Rhodes, Gaza Juggalo, uh, A. Glashen is a new one, uh, Bruno Tomas, Lindsay Hardy, Remo Gendrew, Kinda Blind Fury, David Kay, and <clears throat> Impact Wrestling proudly presents former Rundown Wrestling superstar El Deco Loco, now known as El Penis Maluco. So, <laughs> so thank you uh, to the 17 people that uh, that made predictions. We only had five matches to predict because we only had seven matches in the show. Uh, announced just shortly before the show, Sheamus versus Ricochet on the pre-show. Anybody watch it? Nope. All right. If I didn't say, I didn't see it. Very good. Uh, good match, a good hard-hitting match. Uh, Sheamus continues to put on really good work. Uh, they gave the match seven minutes, which I thought was kind of crazy. Um, Rico- Ricochet, despite the fact that he has apparently some heat with Io Shirai for some reason, uh, did wind up getting some shine on it. Uh, oh, yeah, so, I saw a little bit about that. That was weird. Yeah, yeah in, in case you, uh, you probably haven't seen it because he tweeted, deleted it. Uh, for some reason, Ricochet posted on Twitter in response to something with somebody mentioned something about Yoshirai and he posted a long, long thing saying, Oh, she's good, but I, I could do everything that she can do and she can't do everything I could do, which was like, what? Are you okay, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he decided to go after her for whatever reason, but he did. Well, it was, it stemmed from a poll that WWE.com did. Okay. It was who are the greatest? Who's the greatest high flyer currently on the roster? And it was Dio, gotcha. Ricochet, and Rey Mysterio, and fuck, there was one other guy, but yeah, gotcha. EO beat. Yeah, EO was in, it, and that's why he called her out on it. So fucking weird to do that. So weird. I don't even, I don't even know if I would think of Ricochet as my favorite uh, high flyer because he's like one of those high flyers who occasionally does the things that are like technically impressive, but yeah. like, I'm watching it and I'm like. That was too much. Scale it back. <laughs> yeah. So, weird, but hey, that's it. Uh, the first match of the night was the triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and Rhea Ripley. Uh, now, the predictions for this one. Nobody thought Asuka was winning. <laughs> oh, really? Um, surprised to hear that. Yep. Uh, Adam, myself, Fetus, God's Juggalo, uh, El Dicoloco, and Remo all picked Charlotte to win. Uh, so that left Mike, John, Sal, Aglashen, Bruno Tomas, uh, Jackson, Lindsay, Ginger, Kinda Blind Fury, David Kay, and Jason all getting a point as Rhea Ripley retains. Uh, she did it, of course, by pitting Asuka. <laughs> right. Um, 
So now, um, because I need to run really quickly, I'm going to let you two talk about this match. Yeah, the ending kind of pissed me off. It, it was like... I felt like they... If they were trying to sell that she, like, fell off after the boot, they needed to, like... Show it. Needed, yeah, exactly. They needed <laughs> yeah. the cinematography to reflect that, essentially. Because yeah, that, uh, it was just, like, you're sitting there, like, why isn't Charlotte breaking this up? Yeah. Like, I was glad she didn't break it up, because, like, there's always a part of me that's worried when she's in a match like that that she's going to win it. But... <laughs> but, yeah... yeah. It was uh, it was a, a baffling finish to what I thought was actually a really good match. Like, oh yeah, the, the match was really good. They actually like they there wasn't too much uh, rest time in this one. Mm-hmm. And I felt yeah. like I felt like Charlotte's presence kind of made Oscar and Rhea gel better than they had in their one on one matches as well. So like, yeah, yeah, that is true. But you know, she. Can Charlotte call a match? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it kind of it gives you it also gives you space to talk as well in the match in triple threat. So it makes it a li- the flow a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And referee is a huge part of that. So gotcha. they kept they kept it going and there really wasn't much downtime at all in this match. And I and I like that because my attention span is fucking terrible. Yeah, somebody they, throws a head, throw, somebody throws a headlock on in a match. I'm already on my phone. They, they did it. They did a good job with that in both triple threats, actually. Like yes, which we will obviously discuss later. But uh, right, right. Yeah, the I, I will say that um, Charlotte didn't get. I don't want to say too much in, but. She didn't stand out as normally as she did. It, everybody kind of shared the spotlight and did their own thing. Yeah, which I would say is a, is a positive. <laughs> because like, you run the risk of, like, just sort of... Sorry. I was like, what Don't the hell is No, that's my, fucking, that's my fucking share. Sorry, I had to take a quick Cody Rhodes promo. Uh <laughs> Proceed. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, what did you think about the mass try? There we go. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, it was a triple threat match, and it was it was fast paced, which I liked. Um. That, that was a big one for me, because oftentimes triple threat matches can turn into one-on-one matches, and then they just cycle through people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I like that. The Oh, man. Not not a great ending to it, as, as you started to say. Um, right. Honestly, this was a night where, like, most of the champions just didn't look strong. And, and we'll get into some of the other ones, but... Yeah, it made Rhea look a little bit more sneaky and opportunistic than I think they intended on it. And, but yeah, so I don't know. Charlotte took a weird fucking bump too off the off the side, which I think I kept trying to figure out if she slipped or if she was just playing it up that like she that that kick took so much out of her that she couldn't get back in to to break up the pin because 
she didn't really get like taken out of the match, you know? Oh. Yeah, like normally, yeah, it wasn't like it was like a like a riptide to her, riptide to Asuka, and then pin, and, and it was good. It was just like, here's a kick, and then she's just like, all right, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> uh, it's like that you've never fallen off the apron by throwing that kick once, and yeah. now it's a thing to yeah. finish a match. Don't get me wrong. I If they did it a little bit better, like if the camera angle caught her falling right. off, maybe it would have made a little more sense. But you didn't see that, and you're like, what the fuck? But that was kind of a different ending to a triple threat, though. Yeah. yeah so all all it, you need to do is have, like, a slightly wider shot so that yeah, you can I, see where she is. Zoom out, kid. Oh, okay, boss. But, but, but then he wouldn't be able to... They wouldn't be able to cut every five seconds if they could actually catch everything. So, like... What are you going to do? Can't win them all. All right. Um, okay. Anything else to say about that match? Not right. really. Uh... Yeah. Our next match was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match as uh, the Dirty Dicks Rude Dolphin took on Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, so uh, everybody except for Sal... El Dico Loco, Ginger, and Mike all picked La Familia Mysterios. Uh, so point to everybody else. Uh, this one got to see the very first father and son tag team champions. Uh, we got a 619, uh, then a frog splash for the win. Uh, that frog splash was actually very impressive by him. I give him credit on that. He's not a bad worker. No. Um, he he definitely has potential because uh, he is still young. Um, I don't know that he's ever going to get the mic skills to really be kind of a big deal. Well, how but, old is he? Uh, is he like 24 or something like that? Hold on. He's super fucking young. Look at Roman Reigns. Sucked on the mic yep. to now. I mean, you know Ray I mean? still can barely talk, though. True, true. He didn't need to. Um, Dominic Mysterio is 24. Look at that. Okay. So, yeah, he's got plenty of time to work on the mic skills. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, this is, a, uh, you know, we all kind of saw it coming. That this that this was going to be the case because Rude Dolphin were such a placeholder to begin with, uh, and and obviously Ray one of his big things with re-signing with WWE was like I want to win the tag belts with my son. So um, they didn't do it right out the gate, which was good. You know they kind of let them sort of grow a little bit more. Um, but yeah, like uh, this this also I thought was a really good kind of feel good moment for the tag championships and made it feel like an important thing too. So the match sucked though. Oh, it did. Uh, <laughs> yes and no. They had good ideas, they just didn't execute them well, except for when he slid through the bottom rope and dolphin the super kick. I thought that was fantastic. Well, I I liked um the uh the reverse 
powerbomb into the Fame Master too. Yes. Yeah. The wheelbarrow into the fucking Fame Master. Yeah. There, those two are starting to really feel like a tag team. Um, what right about Which the time they're probably about to break up. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, like they're both forty-year-old dudes, so it's kind of one of those situations. Was like, well, I mean. This will probably give them a little bit more time in the ring because you know they're tag teaming instead of working singles matches. But, but also it's like don't care about either one of them. So, <laughs> you know, and which sucks because Robert Roode was obviously pretty over in NXT, but it was his theme music more than anything. And Ziggler is so past any point of us caring about him at this point. Well, Bobby Roode has good days in Impact. That's what happened. Yep. Yep. That's about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else about that match? It felt twice as long as it was. <laughs> True. Um. All right. Our next match: Damien Priest versus The Miz. Um. I keep saying saying his name. El Penis Maluco. And a Glashan both picked The Miz. Everyone else picked Damien Priest. So point for everyone else. Now, this was a Lumberjack match, which you guys said it last week. Why the fuck was this a Lumberjack match? Well, <laughs> that was me. Well, as we started the show, we learned that the this was WrestleMania Backlash presented by Army of the Dead. Now, if you don't know what Army of the Dead is, uh, that would be the new Batista movie that is coming out this week. Uh, it is a Zack Snyder movie. So there's going to be, so it's going to be a movie that's probably, let's see, running time, 148 minutes, probably 90 minutes of that is actual storyline. And the rest is all slow motion. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it is uh Dave Batista, Ella Purnell. Oh, it's like a bunch of no. It's Dave Batista and a bunch of no name people. Uh, <laughs> oh, and uh, so obviously, as it sounds, it is a zombie movie. Um, but essentially, it's there's like two classes of zombies where it's like there's normal zombies and then there's like smart zombies. So they like have I don't know. Watch watch the trailers. Uh, but it will be out on Netflix uh, in a couple of. <laughs> In a couple of days here, uh, this is also a movie that uh, is well known because Krista Ella was originally in the movie. Uh, if you don't know Krista Ella, uh, he is a piece of shit. Uh, he was uh, in the sitcom Whitney. He was in the sitcom Undateable. He was in The Good Doctor. Um, he was a stand-up comic for quite a while. He's been a podcaster, everything like that. So he had last year a bunch of sexual harassment and sexual misconduct claims against him, uh, including asking for titty pics of underage girls. Um, so he, um, I'm not laughing about that. I'm laughing about the next thing I read on here. So he was in an episode of Workaholics where he played a child molester. 
that episode has been removed now for obvious reasons. <laughs> what the hell? Um, but yeah, so there's a, a ton of different women now have come out, and, and I'm starting to sue him and things like that. Now, he keeps saying that, um, you know, he he everything he's done has been consensual and legal and everything like that, but a bunch of the people are saying that no, it wasn't. Um, so he has essentially been removed from everything. He is, for lack of a better term, he's been canceled. Part of that was the fact that he completely filmed his part in Army of the Dead, as uh, this all came out after they were done filming. So what they have done is they have digitally removed him from every scene he's in, in the movie, and have digitally replaced him with comedian Tignataro. So she came in in front of a green screen and recorded a bunch, or recorded her entire part, she was never on set with any of the actors. She was. This was all done after filming had wrapped and any of that. She green screened her performance, and they have superimposed her into the place where Diella's character was in the movie. What? Huh. That, is, that is a lot of money to spend <laughs> on, <sighs> on replacing somebody in a movie, but apparently, um he was a big enough part of the movie that they didn't just like remove his scene. So he must be, he must've been in a bunch of important scenes, at least in the background and things like that. So yeah, so they have replaced him with Tignataro. Um, so that'll be interesting to see on how they handle that <laughs> because I have never heard of that happening before. It's always just been, well, we'll just remove those scenes or, Hey, we'll re we'll re-record it. Well, they couldn't re-record any of the stuff apparently. So yeah. So instead they went this route. Um, I'll take a tire. was a great actress. Um, act. Am I wait? Okay. I just want to check her pronouns real quickly. Cause I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. She's, she's a very good actress. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, but yeah, that's kind of a, like, I love zombie movies, so of course I was going to watch it anyways, and, and I like yeah. Dave Bautista a lot, so I was going to watch it, but I was just like, well, now I really want to fucking, now I'm going to be really paying attention to Tignataro in this just to see <laughs> if anything seems really fucking weird. And that's got to be really hard for an actor to have to act out scenes with nobody around you, you know? But anyways, the long way around of what I'm getting to is the reason this is a Lumberjack match was because the Lumberjacks were zombies. So, <laughs> yes, so this was a crossover with Army of the Dead, was that the fact that there was going to be zombies in this movie. Now, the zombies were played by a lot of different uh, wrestlers. There was um, Daniel Vidot and a couple of the guys from NXT that haven't debuted on TV yet. Um, Scotty Tuhati was one of them. Uh, our, our boy August Gray was one of them. Uh, I saw some people saying that Funaki might have been one of them as well. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if if that was the case or not. But yeah, so a lot of different NXT people, a lot of it. Uh, now you said you was it you that Ginger that said that you thought Cameron Grimes was one of them? Ah, uh, that was Jason. Jason, and okay. Yes, Grimes was definitely one of them. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, cool for those guys. <laughs> uh, this would be the. Strangely enough, the second time that August Gray has played a, a zombie on WWE TV, because <laughs> he was also in the Cameron Grimes match, uh, which, of course, like, 
he has a look where you're like, that's August Gray. <laughs> yeah. You can you can put as much makeup on that dude as you want. Like we know we know our boy. Uh, so yes, the not only were the lumberjacks zombies, but then the Miz, Damien Priest, and John Morrison all had to act as if they were real zombies and had to like save each other from being killed by zombies during the match. This was the point where I considered finding a new hobby. <laughs> I hear you. I was wa- I was watching it, and I already didn't want to watch that match. Like before, there were zombies. Yeah. Like I thought it was going to be like the worst match of the night, and instead, it was the worst match of the year. Yeah. So. Um, Although apparently John Morrison can do parkour, so good for him. Yeah. Well, we knew that. That was that was his. Trust me, Michael Cole has told us in the past that John Morrison could do parkour. <laughs> oh yeah, Michael Cole gets hard because of it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. They finished the match. Saw Damien Priest hit hit the lights, uh, which is a weird way to say that, but uh, winds up pinning him. And then he posed as the zombies ate the Miz. Um. We already talked about the injury that happened during the uh, the match. Um. And and kind of how it affected things going forward. So, of course, uh, this prompted our our AEW stands to to lash lash out, and again had to remind them about the fact that I had to do an episode where they did a Godzilla vs Kong match that featured two dudes named Bear because they didn't have anyone who was a gorilla against a literal dinosaur. But this apparently was too much for them. <laughs> Let's not put zombies in the match. But hey, I love The Undertaker. <laughs> or I love Ab- 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 Abaddon, who is also a zombie, by the way. Abaddon sucks. <laughs> Again, like... Hard stance. She's fucking terrible. She's got big titties, and that's about it. Um, fucking AEW stands glass houses, motherfucker. Okay, like... Yes, did was this stupid for us adults? Yes, but this wrestling program is not made solely for our entertainment. It's also made for kids, and I I know that's difficult to remember, but we watch a show made for kids. So, <laughs> and even the show that's not made for kids, the TV fourteen show in AEW, had people spraying each other with fucking champagne and throwing each other into vats of fucking orange juice and, and champagne, as well as, of course, has a person who claims to be an alien as a wrestler. So maybe, again, realize that, like, yeah. Maybe I, the problem is wrestling? Yeah, it's it's a fucking dumb carny shit sometimes. Like, I the only thing that bothered me about this match was the fact that Damien Priest has to yet again be part of something other than focusing on him being a really good wrestler, you know? But otherwise it's like it's it's a fucking mismatch. Who gives a shit if the zombies are if there's zombies in the match? Who fucking cares? Like all these people talk about how great the fucking WCW was and how the editors of that. They had a literal guy named the Yate, and that wasn't too much for people. Like no. Like and of course, they had RoboCop. 
They had yes, RoboCop was a part of a match. He was Sting's tag team partner. He technically has a win in WCW. Right? Like, I I feel like for me the worst thing uh, that I remember from WCW was uh, the Kiss Demon. Yes, there was that too. And it look it happens for for every promotion. Anything that's on TV, there's going to be brand integration and cross promotion on things. Okay, like like we have said before, like yeah. Okay, we had zombies this match because it was Army of the Dead. We also had a fucking Godzilla versus Kong match in AEW. We had a Rick and Morty night. You know, like they've oh, had that was fucking terrible. Yeah, too. they've had their shit too. So let's not pretend that that they are like the fucking epitome of of like we would never do that shit. No, you have. You continue to. You've literally had fucking uh, chilies on a bunch of their episodes because they were sponsored by it for a little bit, and that was a running gig. Like. It's just it's just part of the fucking game, dude. Like they get they get advertising money for it, and and a fucking company needs some advertising money. So this was like okay, it's a mismatch. Nobody really cares. So let's fucking do the cross promotion during this one. It could have been worse. They could have fucking made this during like one of the women's matches or something like that. They didn't. They did it in a fucking mismatch. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like that's why I'm saying like, did it suck? Yeah, but it wasn't like. You know, I, I wasn't sitting there like, Forrest, fucking, of course, Jericho's like, oh, this is wrestling back 30 years. It's like, no, 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 no. This set wrestling back two months ago when you guys did a cross promotion of things. No, no, no. Fucking gigging and hitting each other in the face with fucking, you know, steel chairs and stuff like that, that sets the wrestling business back because you're literally killing each other for it, for nothing. A- AEW let a whale fall on cardboard, so. Yes. <laughs> And, a, and apparently that broke his his elbow. Or, well, really, it dislocated it, but Brian Alvarez has broke his elbow. Like, fuck you guys, dude. Like, again, it's this stupid idea that, like, just because you don't like something, nobody can like it. Like, there were people that liked this match. None of us here. <laughs> and probably, probably no one over a certain age. But again, like, it's a wrestling show... And I understand that for AEW, they only care about one demographic, which most of them don't even fall into. But WWE and most other companies care about every demographic out there. Because, again, that that uh, whenever you see numbers like, oh, they got a .44, that means that's, uh, that's only 44% of your audience. <laughs> that's, only, that's a small percentage of your audience. That's not... That's not a case. That's only 44% of the total people watching. Like, no, there's other people, other fucking brackets and demos of that that watch a show, including kids. And guess what they're going to do? The kids are going to sit there and they're going to watch us and be like, fucking zombies ate the Miz and Damien Priest is awesome. I want a Damien Priest shirt. And guess what happens then? Their parents buy that shit for them. That's what what that does. That gets them to be money. That's yes. all they care about. That's right. And you know what else it does? It helps Damien Priest. Because then he gets to look back, because then they look at him and go, man, Damien Priest is moving some merch. Let's move him up the card. It's all about getting people over, dude. And like, uh, again. No, Vince likes to bury everybody. I have, uh, we're, we can get into a whole other thing about that, but we've, we've talked about this a lot, this a lot before. Like, to the idea that that they're intentionally burying people was would that uh, like could get them a lot of money. No, they're not using them because they weren't getting them any money. All those people that are sitting or, there, yeah. I I think it is possible sometimes that they don't have a good read on who could make them money. 
That's I think true. If you give Ali a chance, I think he could make you money. Yeah. Like there are people that I think, like I don't think they're doing it to. They're not cutting off their noses despite their faces or anything like that. Like it's not a calculated effort to keep people down. But mm-hmm. I do think that sometimes their read on who who is money can be wrong. Yeah, but I also look at it as okay, like when, um, like when the Iconics were tag team champions of like that, and they had shirts from stuff like that. They probably looked at it and people weren't buying the merch and they're like, well, they're not bankable. And all those people bitching that they got fucking fired and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, but you're not wearing their merch, are you? Like, like they're obnoxious heels, though. I feel like the standards are a little different there. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, like, like Dickashay. Like Ricochet gets a shirt. They tried to push and stuff like that. If people weren't buying his merch, they're gonna look at that and be like, all right, well, I, we tried. And then it's like, so it's like, yeah, if you're if you're sitting there and you're wearing a ricochet shirt and you're like, I can't believe they're not pushing him, then yes, you have a gripe because you did what you did what you're supposed to do. If you like somebody, <laughs> buy their merch. If you didn't, if you're sitting there in your fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt because you can't let go of the Attitude Era and bitching about people, go then you're a part of the problem. You don't have any place to fucking bitch about it, <laughs> you know? Like, sorry, but that's the case. Like, I love Kevin Owens. I have three different Kevin Owens shirts. There's a reason. For it. There's a reason. I, I can sit there and be like, it sucks that he hasn't won a fucking title in four years because I'm like, I'm doing my part, man. I'm wearing his merch. I'm fucking bought his merch. You know, I, I tried to be part of the, the part of the solution for them to look at it and be like, look, he's making us some money. Let's keep pushing him. Now, that being said, they have continually kept him on TV. But again, I digress. We went far. Yeah. <laughs> Circling back here, Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, emailed us saying, I have a what the fuck for your podcast. Zombies. What the fuck? Totally horrendous. Thanks. Thank you, Jeffrey. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, like I said, it, it's not going to be for everybody, and I completely understand that. Uh, but also, it didn't ruin my enjoyment of it because it was literally like a fucking 10 minute match, and who gives a shit? Like, so that. For, for- Go ahead. For me, it was like the middle part of like a three match stretch of the pay per view that I didn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, eh. yeah. Like the the sequencing of the pay per view for me was I liked the first match and I liked the last two matches. So like it was a slog getting through the rest. Yeah, I get that. Um, I think I think with the next match they they anticipated the next one was going to be better, and it. Maybe didn't do it as really well. Didn't click. No, no, and I think I think I think you can kind of look at that and be like, okay, so we had to take team match. We like, sure, it's got the emotion behind and stuff like that. All right, now we've got the kind of fucking piss break weird match. Now we're gonna have fucking Bianca and Bailey tear it down. Oh well, they didn't. Well, shit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like the right idea was there in terms of where they put the matches. It just this one didn't work out like it should have. Um, so let's get into that. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Hey, Ginger. Yes. Can you take a wild guess of how many people thought Bailey was going to win? <laughs> Ten. Zero. Uh, <laughs> not a dang person. Um, <laughs> Poor Bailey. Uh, <laughs> Blind Fury for now, on the side, keeps going, says, uh, I got glasses that week. So that's why he is, <laughs> he's 
now listed as kind of blind fairy instead of just blind fairy. Uh, oh. And he also says, entities that have been in wrestling, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Freddy, Jason, the Terminator, Robocop. I would also say the Muppets were a thing, too, for a little bit. And they yeah. they literally had the wrestlers have to pretend that the Muppets were real. <laughs> like, you had Seamus looking, you don't remember this? You had Seamus looking at a this fucking Muppet. While I was last. Okay. <laughs> Go back and watch. Just uh, they make the obvious joke. Joke with uh, I think it's Beaker or whatever. The Muppet that's got the big red hair and I like that. That he's yeah. he's looks at Seamus and they're like, oh, you know, hey, we look alike. But yes, they literally they literally are looking at the fucking Muppets talking to them, and it's like there's there's somebody kneeling on the ground in front of them, like <laughs> you know, as if <laughs> as your fan, you're just like, ah, oh, come like. They have to fucking sit there and talk to a puppet instead of the person that's down there talking to them. You know, it's just. I mean, they also have to pretend to not see not see a swing set on stage, so things haven't gotten that much better. That's true. Very true. All right. Um, something happens at the end of this match. So Bailey does a Bailey to belly, and then Bianca wraps her braid around Bailey's leg. And then, like... For a moment. For a moment. So, <laughs> and then her fucking greasy-ass hair slips out of her hand, and which makes Bailey fall, and then she just kind of falls on top of her. And I don't know if Bailey was thinking that, like, okay, we're going to have to redo this, because she, like, sort of kicked out, but then didn't kick out. But they counted the three, so Bianca retains, and she does it essentially just by tripping somebody with her hair. <laughs> so that was a thing that happened. Oh, boy. Um, uh, I, I actually fell asleep during this match. Okay. This was a snoozer. Like, legitimately, like, I fell asleep for a minute, and then once the match was over, I was like, oh, shit. Whoops. <laughs> I was shocked at how much I disliked this match. Like, yeah, I full disclosure, I uh I like Bailey less than I like the other horsewoman. I think she is she is the least gifted in ring of the four. Sure. Uh but wow. but but I think that that's normally I would say, you know, that's damning damning with faint praise because being the worst of that group of four is not yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> but but this didn't fucking work for me at all, and I I expect a bit of that from Bianca because I think she's athletic, but I think she still has a little bit to go in terms of like her in ring looking like particularly good at at times. But yeah, I you would think with Bailey in there that it would not be this snore fest shit show that it was. Yeah. Well, and I mean. Look how long it took Bailey to really find her own, and it took her turning heel and turning into a completely different character for her to actually, you know, get herself over on the main roster. Because you know they tried the normal the the Bailey thing from down in NXT, and it just it only worked with the NXT crowd because obviously they're a very smart crowd. Um, yeah. So I, I'm I'm with you on that though, and and but yeah, Bianca. I get that the hair thing is part of her character and stuff like that, but it kind of annoys me. And yeah. and I feel like it 
almost sort of cheapens her a little bit. Like she doesn't like she is probably one of the strongest women they have on the roster. And she doesn't really get to show off that. And it's just like, no, she's just got a gimmick. It's like, no, her gimmick should be the fact that she can fucking bench press like two women at once. <laughs> you know, like she is really fucking strong. And instead it's just like, oh, she whips people with her hair. And, and one Nia Jax. Yes. Yes. She could get up most of Nia Jax. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I assume trying to lift up Nia Jax is like when when you used to play uh, parachute in in school and you would like go under the parachute and it would just be like. Eh, 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 oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, anything else? Anything else to say about that? Uh, that was a good fucking five minute nap that I had. Good. <laughs> nice. The WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman. Hey, John. What's up? Guess how many people thought Braun Strowman was going to win this match? I would have to assume a similar number to the number of people thought who thought Asuka was going to win that triple threat and Bailey was going to win that match. But Shocker at zero. Uh, <laughs> But uh, everyone gets a point other than David K, Jackson, John, and Adam, because they picked Drew McIntyre. So, Bobbert Lashley does happen to retain. Um, where do I want to talk about my notes? Um, oh, yeah. So, Lashley throws McIntyre out of the ring, hits Strowman with a spear, and wins. Um, again, another case of, like, just throwing somebody out of the ring apparently makes them where they're just dead and they can't get back in. It was again, like just, just have them do like a fucking dominator or whatever the uh, hurt slack blocker, whatever the fuck it's called. Something, (laughs) something to, to at least do some, yeah, Yeah. any move other than just whoop, you're out of the ring. Like you can't get back up now. Like, (laughs) you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, it just didn't I make mean, him look incredibly strong. Once the match got going, like, it was like five minutes in, I could see an excuse, because I will say, they were beating the shit out of each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's it, it kind of makes up for that, but, like, the first, like, five minutes, don't throw him out and just sit out, in the, ring, out the ring. It's dumb. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Lashley took a nap for, like, half the match, so. Yeah, Lashley gets thrown through the fucking LED board, and he's just like, well, I guess I'm just gonna, you know. You, you guys, you guys have fun. <laughs> um, I will say McIntyre with the fucking Michinoku driver on Braun Strowman was, that was fucking cool. Like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> I guess I was shocked at how much I enjoyed Braun in this match. Sure. Like, who told him that he could be entertaining? Because that has not been what's been presented to me for the past. Four or five years. True. Yeah. yeah. I I thought I, honestly I enjoyed this match. It was a good heavy hitting big man match. Mm-hmm. It was just three guys just beating the shit out of each other. And it was fun. A lot of meat in there. Um, the. <laughs> well, I mean, with fucking McIntyre laying pipe everywhere, there's got to be a little left, right? Um, <laughs> the. Uh, Claymore kick attempt on the outside, and he caught him into the power bomb through the commentator's table was fucking great. Fantastic spot right there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
If they, John, would you feel different if they played the choo-choo sounds on Strowman's runaround shoulder block? Would I like this less? Yes. Do you mean? Um, or just Braun in general, because you said you enjoyed Braun's work. I mean, like, he was actually doing interesting things and working fast, so that, you know, I don't think the sound would have killed that for me. The sound is dumb, but it's it's a dumb thing that I can kind of just shrug my shoulders at and just be like, WWE is going to WWE sometimes. <laughs> like... <laughs> That be dub. Right. But, um, I don't know. It's just... It was weird. It was weird, like... Lashley was out for, like, half the match, and it continued to be entertaining when he was gone. Like, yeah. that... If you told me that, that uh, Braun was gonna have to, like, carry half the match for half the match, I would have been like, oh, well, that's gonna suck. But, honestly, uh, this was probably my match of the night. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, I'm always for uh, big motherfuckers beating shit out of each other. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like if you stripped away like all of the bullshit that comes with Braun Strowman's character and just let him beat people up, he'd be pretty entertaining. Yeah. One more thing. The double vertical stalling suplex. For some reason, I enjoyed that as well because, like, you don't ever see Braun upside down being just fucking held there. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a cool visual moment. Yeah. So. Right. Yep. All right. So, I think that'll take us to our main event. Um, oh, well, this one makes me kind of sad. Absolutely uh-huh. nobody picked Cesaro to win this match. <laughs> as everyone <laughs> knew, Roman Reigns was going to Retain. Uh, so points for everybody. Uh, Roman Reigns versus R for the Universal Championship. Uh, this match obviously featured Jimmy and Jay at ringside. Um, they booked this match and they booked Cesaro exactly how they used to book Roman Reigns when he was faced. <laughs> they threw everything at this motherfucker. The only difference was the finish, but they threw everything at this motherfucker and kept him coming back for more, which, again, like, they... This was a little bit of a coming-up party for Cesaro, honestly. Um, Just with the amount of, like, shit that he had to overcome, and, and it really felt like it was one of those, like, keep Cesaro strong moments, which is weird to say. Because, yeah, man, it was, like, the fucking amount of outside shit and stuff like that, and then obviously having the, uh, getting his arm hurt earlier in the match, and then just, like, playing up that throughout the entire match, too. Um, yeah, he goes for the neutralizer. Can't do it, because his arm is hurt. Um, there was a nice, uh, spear that got reversed into a European uppercut then. Um, and then... He gets the um, guillotine choke locked in. And is that the end of the match? Uh, he got it in before. Oh, that's Cesaro right. Yeah. almost powered out, but he locked it back in. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Then Cesaro does uh, pass out and Reigns retains. Now, after the match, uh, 
Seth Rollins apparently decided to reignite his feud with Cesaro uh, and beat the shit out of Cesaro's arm with a chair. And yeah, so apparently Reigns and Rollins are sort of. <laughs> it's still kind of not that fucking suit, though. Yeah. Oh, man. He. Yeah, he. He is definitely like he. Did he like raid Jimmy Hart's closet or something like that? <laughs> oh my yes. god! Yeah, but uh, yeah. So let's let's talk about this match for a little bit. Uh, I like the arm selling, mm-hmm. uh, but and I like the fact that Cesaro he kept hitting him with the same arm, but every time he did, he sold it. He never. Got feeling back in it or anything like that. It was constantly hurting him. Mm-hmm. And it technically cost, costed him the match with the sharpshooter as well. Uh, you got the toss-up uppercut was okay. But the way Reigns was like, he was still standing in the air. So I like when they're like flat mm-hmm. and he fucking uppercuts them. But uh, the length of this match kind of surprised me. I know it's Reigns, but I wasn't sure what they were going to do with Cesaro for the time, and I thought it looked great. Yeah. Honestly, this this was a fantastic match, and like you said, a coming out party for Cesaro. Yeah. Uh, as for the Rollins thing, uh, uh, Cesaro and Rollins and Hell in a Cell, I guess? Probably. I don't know what they'll do with Reigns for Hell in a Cell then, because but... Know. You gotta figure that Jimmy. <laughs> possibly. You gotta figure that Cesaro and Reigns are, or Rollins are going into a match again because otherwise why do that? You know? Yeah. It, it was just it it almost seemed like a TV ending, not really a pay per view ending. Yeah, I could see that. Um mm, weird. I did enjoy the uh Reigns getting Cesaro in the, the arm lock over the shoulder and just calling out, I got your boy here, DB. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's some, just some great heel work from him. Uh, yeah. It's your boy. It's your boy. I got him here. Uh, John, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, I, I liked the match. Uh, I think they could have probably shaved a little bit off of the beginning of the match because it took it a bit to get going. Okay. Uh, I felt like it was a little long. Uh, but other than that, like, uh, once it got going, it was like, if it, if it had just been like a slightly less glacial build to, uh, to everything, it probably would have been my match tonight. I just found myself like the first five minutes a little bit like, all right, when's this going to get going? Cause I know it's going to be good because Roman hasn't had a bad match since he's been back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just I was wanting it to I was wanting to get to the meat and maybe that's just me being too impatient, but yeah. Yeah, just... yeah you talked about the about the length of the match. Um so the triple threat for the women, fifteen minutes, the tag team match seventeen minutes, the lumberjack match seven minutes, which again, like I said, it's seven minutes, it's fucking nothing. Um the singles women's match, 16 minutes. The triple threat for the WWE, 14 minutes. 27 minutes for the main event on there. Um, so, almost, yeah, almost fucking double any other match on the card. Uh, kind of kind of weird when you think about it, because normally you've got, like, two matches that get a ton of time, and then everything else kind of gets various things. This was very much, like, 
our main event is our main events. Everything else is yeah, 50 minutes. <laughs> so. Yeah, but you, you kind of see the thing with main event matches is right. You have to what, in my opinion, if it's the main event, it should be the longest match of the night. Yeah. You know, because no, undercard, no all these are good matches, but I mean, all the undercards should go 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. But the main event's going to, it's going to feel special, and I, th- I thought they built the story for the length of the match, too. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's odd, because you get, I totally lost the train of thought right there. Marijuana. Are are we sure that the tag match wasn't the longest match of the night? Because I I came out of the pay-per-view feeling like it was the longest match of the night. Uh, It's just the one that dragged the most badly. That that tag match did feel like we got transported to the hyperbolic time chamber and time just moved slower. (laughs) (laughs) There, there was that moment where you kind of like you're watching and you're like, man, this match has been going on for a while. You look at the clock, you're like, it's been three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and you kept thinking like hot tag spot, it's ending, and then there were like three fucking hot tag spots. I'm like, oh, anyway. <sighs> yep. How did we get back? I mean, it's my fault, but yeah. All right. So, um, with that. Our totals for the night. El Penis Maluco uh, with 3 out of 6. Adam with 4 out of 6. David K. Rimu, Ginger, Jackson, A. Glashen, Sal, John, Gaza Juggalo, Fetus Rhodes, myself, Mike Smathers with 5 out of 6. And with perfect scores, Jason, Kinda Blind Fury, Lindsay Hardy, and Bruno Tomas. So congrats. That is 4 people. Correctly predicting the entirety of the card. <laughs> um, most of these were pretty well locks. I mean, you obviously Bianca, Roman, Damien Priest was pretty much a lock. There was obviously a couple of us who thought they were going to put it back on Charlotte. That that one is such a toss-up. There was a good amount of us that thought maybe the Dirty Dicks would retain. But again, that was heavily favored in one thing. The WWE Championship was really the only one where you're like, well, maybe, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, but instead, we're just gonna get fucking Drew and Lashley again in Hell in a Cell. Well, maybe not because they need another match. Well, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, so that means that they will take this back over to Raw from yesterday. Um, so Ginger. What's your good? Yes. My good is I'm quite intrigued to see what we get out of RK, bro. Uh, I thought Orton was, I think everybody thought Orton was going to give him an RKO when he was arguing with uh, Xavier. Uh, but Riddle shoved Woods. Yes. Uh, so there's three ways I see this going, which is like the only way. The obvious, they coexisted as a team. Riddle turning on Orton, I think, would be the most interesting one. Or uh, the obvious Orton turning on Riddle. 
I don't. So, which way do you think it's going? I don't need face Randy. Okay. <laughs> don't need that at all. Um, eventually, probably Orton will turn on him because that's what he does. Um, but right now, I think um, eventually they take those titles off of Omos and Styles. So um, that's that's what I like to see. I I am interested in this. I. I do like the fact that they continue to play up the fact that the New Day are tweeners, that they are for sure not <laughs> like 100% baby faces because mm-hmm. they were pricks in this match. Spoiler alert, they were pricks in the main event. <laughs> they're they're kind of always pricks. Yeah, they always are pricks. And like you know, I talked about it with Big E and him having some sort of heel tendencies. It's like, that's just that group, man. Like, those three guys are always that way. Where, like, yeah, I mean, it's good because you do need baby faces like that who will not take shit. Oh, yeah. um, but also, it's like, I kind of want somebody to fucking shove that trombone down Xavier Woods' ass. So, because. <laughs> uh, that will come to conversation later. Because that's really fucking annoying. But, uh, but yeah, I mean. That is a rise, but yeah, I'm I'm down to see what what'll happen there. Ginger, what did you want to see between that between those three? Uh, between the three, I'd I'd like to see Riddle turn on him just to see what Riddle could do as a heel. Okay, this has always been a baby. Yeah, but at the same time, you brought up a valid point. I don't need baby face Orton. No, so maybe Riddle just turns heel with Orton. Yeah, or, I'd be down for that. Yeah, or you 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 can still have Riddle turn on him and still keep Randy a heel. <laughs> you, yeah, you don't. You Randy's don't, like yeah. the natural heel. Yeah. he's always a heel. Yeah, player. you don't need to do the double turn on that at all. No, just fucking or or only the hit. Just yeah. Eventually, you could have it where they turn together, and then eventually you just have it where Riddle fucking kicks shit out of him, and next week Randy fucking punts child or something like that, just to <laughs> emphasize that they are he isn't that in fact a bad guy. Uh, John. Uh, are you asking me what I want to have happen with this, or are you asking me what my good is? What's your good is? Oh, okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, <laughs> my good was uh, after Ricochet acts like a complete ass for I don't know five minutes, Sheamus beats the shit out of him. <laughs> yes. Uh, which kind of take kind of leads into my good, which is. Uh, featuring underutilized talents, which is exactly what Rod did. Because obviously you had Ricochet uh, in kind of a bigger moment here. Uh, it was nice to see him get the shit kicked out of him. Uh, when we had an actual Lumberjack match, we actually got not only to see a little bit of Mansoor, but Nikki Cross. They remembered she existed. <laughs> I was super thrilled to see Nikki Cross back. Yep. Uh, and we also had Cedric and Shelton. Not only did they, you know, kick the shit out of each other during the fucking match, they had a backstage segment too. And it was like, oh, look, they remember that some of these guys can do things. <laughs> <laughs> and Cedric actually had a good promo. So, yeah, I was I was very happy to see some of the, the underutilized guys get a little bit of shine d- during this night. It's like, you got three hours, use them. Although we still had to have Kofi Kingston be in two matches, but, you know, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, anything else good from Raw? 
Did you do your gun? Yeah, you started, right? Are you talking to me? It's you, sir. I just finished doing my good. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Um, smoke smoke weed. Weed. I, <laughs> Don't. Because <laughs> that's I, why. I also liked the uh, liked the Charlotte and Asuka match and the fact that Asuka won a match. Oh. Like, what the hell was that? <clears throat> For sure. We didn't we didn't mention it uh, from the pay per view, but Charlotte is <laughs> now. I made the joke that Jesse Camilla's call print somehow got on hers, but it's obviously the the play on the fact that uh, the new Coella Deville movie is coming out, um, and you've got Sonia Deville. So for obvious reasons, now Charlotte is coming out wearing uh, Dalmatian spots, um, and also she decided, hey. Anyone want to see my surgically repaired nipples? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you know, uh, Ginger can attest to this. Anytime that uh, uh, you know you're you're making a return from surgery, you usually want to test that shit out. You want to make sure. And Charlotte's like, you know, I just got back from surgery. Let me let me go ahead and test out my nipples a little bit and see if the if they're all nice and healed. And she's like, here, there you go, you got it. Here it is. So the uh, the the guy that has to cut cut to black every time a nipple appears got his workout. I can tell you that on Monday. Lately, I mean, at WrestleMania and now on Raw, man, they're trying to sneak one past the fucking USA Network. It is a it is a lot easier to keep your titties in a top if they are natural, because when you just tape them. And then you're, it's just kind of, you know, they'll jiggle around a little bit. But when they're fake like that, they tend to just do their own thing. And apparently whatever she's been using to keep those that in that new attire, it's not working. It's it's, it's why you're never going to get your Rhea moment. I know. I know. And that's that's oh, a shame. I was hoping for it on the Northern Light suplex during the triple threat, by the way. Shit. To his point, like the natural ones stand. Like, yeah. You can. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier because, yeah, you just tape those things down and you're just like, it ain't going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say a special shout out to Jason right now, who is jizzing all over the place, as, of course, his Boston Celtics have won. So they are in to the next round of the playoffs. Or the first round of the playoffs, actually. They beat them by, like, fucking 18 points, too. So it wasn't wasn't close. One assumes they will lose that, though. At least that is a, a, a best of five, so it's not a one and <laughs> it's not a one and done kind of deal. So sure, sure. Um, more sports talk later. All uh, right, so that'll take us over to our bad, um, which for me, and I don't know if anyone else feels this. Jackson Riker, Elias, AJ Styles, and almost that entire storyline, it can go fuck itself. <laughs> This is my bad. <laughs> it wasn't my bad, but it was very bad. At, at a certain point in the backstage interview, Styles forgot what he was going to say. He forgot what title he held. Because <laughs> he literally is like, and when we get the... And he like stops and almost is like, I got you. I can talk to Raw Tech Team Championships. And I was like, did you forget? It, it says it on the titles. <laughs> Look at the strap color. Look at the tag. Okay, you're good. Yeah, this sucked. And again, it was like, really? We're doing a fucking DQ again? And why? These are 
four bad guys, three of which nobody wants to watch in the ring anymore. <laughs> like, right. S- just please, as quickly as possible, get the tag team belts off of Styles and Almost. Have Styles remember that the Emancipation Proclamation took place and have him no longer have Almost as his guy and be done with this. <laughs> um, so all that plus. <laughs> Uh, why aren't the Viking Raiders in the tag team title picture? Good question. Um, they were there. And all, <laughs> I know in the fucking lumberjack match. And um, welcome to the da- tag division, AJ, where nobody gives a shit, but you're still getting paid. That's right, <laughs> man. But you know what? At least AJ can sit there and go, "Yeah, but I'm not an impact anymore." Where I would have. <laughs> Where he no doubt would have, like, fucking lost to Moose or something like that in the main events. <laughs> At least he could say that. The plastic baby gimmick. Yes. Yeah. At least he at least he can say, you know what? I'm a huge fucking star right now. So. <laughs> John. You, you mentioned it in passing, but you're building up this open challenge for the entire night and it's fucking Kofi. Yeah. That's, what an underwhelming fucking... Uh, which is, that would have been a perfect time for Keith Lee. Um, yeah. Or Aleister Black or someone. like. Uh, yeah. I don't give a shit about Kofi. Yeah, so not only that, as you said, it was, you know... It was the thing of like, oh, here we go again. Here's another fucking build up to an open challenge. And you're like, who's it going to be? And we have to spend the whole night going, who's it going to be? Which, of course, is why you had people going like, oh, it's going to be Brock. Brock's coming back. Or, oh, Keith Lee's coming back. Oh, yeah, Brock's going to come back to a rock. Yeah. Which, which then, of course, prompted me to be like, it's just going to be Cedric or something like that. And I was close. <laughs> I would have rather seen Cedric. Yeah. And you had the entire night. You had fucking Damien Priest being like, "Maybe I'm gonna gonna be the maybe my that's mine that's how I live in infamy." And it was like, Shelton's like, "I'm gonna go do it," and Cedric's like, "No, I'm gonna go do it." And it was like, "No, nah, just coffee." Like, what the fuck, man? So yeah, and that led to fucking him winning, and of course because. As Jason loves to say, WWE is very particular on the words they use. It's, oh no, that was an open challenge for the championship. It was just a face. It's like, oh my god, this is like they fucking dusted off storyline number five, and that's what it is: is <laughs> open challenge, but we—it's not really for the title because we never say it's for the title, and then that leads to a few, yeah. Although it did get Drew McIntyre saying that the Big D is always ready for to help out the lads <laughs> on Twitter, and then someone was like, "You might want to rethink that that nickname." And his response was, "Nope." <laughs> 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 he knew. He knew what he was doing. Because <laughs> yeah, he's slinging pie. That's right, dude. Once that guy fucking uh, clipped the top rope on a tope, you're just like, "Yeah, yeah, that's he's the Big D." <laughs> <laughs> we don't even, we don't even need to play rate that dick because he will just break the scale, dude. <sighs> Do you have anything else to say about Kofi or 
No, no, I just fucking hated it. Gotcha. All right, so that takes us to our what the fuck. John, what is your what the fuck? So, is Alexa Bliss feuding with Reginald? It seems that way. <laughs> and why? I don't know. <laughs> why Why do all women's stories lead to Reginald? I'm hoping it's just that she eventually sacrifices him and, like, cuts him open and then Bray, like, pops out of his chest. And, like, that's how you get Bray <laughs> Wyatt back. Oh, no. <laughs> um... One of my bads, I'm sorry. Uh, poor Alexa having to work a promo with Natty and the daughter of a murderer. Oh, boy. Yeah. Kind of convenient they put her in that um, segment. It's true. I just, I, yeah. <laughs> and I, I continue to fucking hate the Lily laugh as well. Maybe I just hate laughs. I, you know, yeah. I don't, I, if I remember correctly, you don't like the Seth laugh either. <laughs> <laughs> Cackle. <laughs> um, yeah, I that Lily doll can fucking burn because that's oh dumb. Uh, yeah, Ginger, what's your what the fuck? Why the fuck is the trombone a distraction to people <laughs> now? <laughs> is it the guy's had it for what five years and all of a sudden it distracts? Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. He's blown the trombone uh, for years now. Yes. For years. Not only that, twice in the same night. Exactly. That's why I made my what the fuck out first. It was just bad. Then it went. Then it was right to what the fuck it, once that happened. And um, what is his fucking name? Adnan the Destroyer was like. Oh, you know, that worked earlier in the night, but I don't know if it's going to work this time. And then it did. He's just like, oh, shit. Well, uh, <laughs> Bobby Lashley, a little distracted. Wow. <laughs> that guy needs to go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Corey Graves has been carrying the fucking table. Just put him and Byron. That's all you fucking need. You don't need this Adnan, dude. I don't get it, man. Like, yeah. I, uh, I I understand that like they had high hopes for the guy, but he has he has gotten worse. Like yeah. he should be getting better at this point, and he has gotten worse. It it seems like Corey is getting irritated with him too. Yeah, I know Corey's starting to like talk over him, and like, I don't like and it's it's not like the performative irritation that he gets with Saxton. It feels like legit. Yeah. Also, I miss Tom Phillips. <laughs> yeah, get. The, I don't know where the hell did he go. Eh, he's, I think two hundred five live. He's yeah, right now I think he's on two hundred five live. Why? Because they they see something in this Adnan guy, and they and they want him to succeed. But I think I think eventually it's going to happen is that Vince is going to get annoyed, <laughs> and they're going to just put Tom Phillips back into it and be like, oh hey, remember me? Because of yeah. hi, this is Tom Phillips. Once you hear that on Monday Night Raw the first time, you're like, oh, Adnan's yeah. gone. Well, they, I, I'm looking forward to it. They <laughs> they eventually want or Michael Cole wants to retire. He doesn't want to work anymore. So they're they're trying to get somebody else, and I think that's why they're like, we'll move Tom Phillips over because Phillips will eventually take over for Cole once once he's done. But we need someone who can backfill. And I think that's why you've got Adnan fucking jerk off or whatever. 
is that they're like, well, this is the guy that we can have be our raw guy when Tom Phillips goes to SmackDown, once Cole is finally out of there, and it's like, nope, you want back to the drawing board, they'll move fucking Phillips back, and then they'll find somebody else. Yeah, I don't get him. gotten rid of Joe. Joe's not a play-by-play guy, though. That's what they, they need to play, I think. But Corey could have turned into a play-by-play easily. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, KT on the side says, why didn't they use that gimmick to kill Reggie off TV? Give it time. There's still time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I hope you're right. Yeah. I, I know I'm on record as saying that I generally don't hope people get fired, but uh, when it comes to Reggie and Ver, I'm, uh, I'm backpedaling that stance. You know... Like, in the, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I'll, I'll say it after. I was going to say, I mean, Reggie could be good if he was working men's matches. You know? If he was not anywhere near the women's storylines, he could actually be useful out of things. I think turn around and fucking put him back to NXT and maybe have him join up with the uh, Hit Row Records or something like that. Because at least then he could do something more there, but the fact that he's just been thrust into this whole thing and it's like he's certain <laughs> <laughs> Full <laughs> pun intended. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's just, just, just fucking just be done. I'm so over it. Uh, but what, one thing, uh, back, I hate to go back to it, but the commentary, why wouldn't he start add-on on 205 and where, have him work his way out? Because he needs to learn. So it, it sounds stupid, but he needs to learn how to commentate with Vince in his ear. And Vince doesn't do that on 205 Live. Vince is not watching oh, 205 Vince Live. Better fucking, Vince better get yeah. the time in. So I feel like that's the thing is like, there's only two shows that you that Vince has that, that you have to get used to that, and so he has to be on one of those two shows. And they're not going to put him on SmackDown right now because that's their main show. So that's that's what Raw is now is that's a show that they're just going to throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks. And right now, this motherfucker is like one of those like guys that tumbles down the wall when you throw it against it. <laughs> He's worse than Coach. Oh my gosh, he was he was terrible too. I know. <sighs> Yeah. All right. Well, um, that leads to the final what the fuck for the night, and that is mine, which is that WWE remembered that the twenty four seven title existed. Oh, I I meant to. Make about that. <laughs> so for whatever reason, the the title changes that we talked about last time that happened on YouTube apparently are not. It's weird because. So they, they're not claiming that Rick Boogs won it for a second time and that Akira Tozawa won it and then uh, R-Truth won it back. But when Tozawa beat him, they said he's a nine-time champion when he should be a ten-time champion. But they said that R-Truth was a 52-time champion. But if they're not counting all that stuff that happened, then he'd only be a 51-time champion. So it's like... so. I don't know what they're doing. I don't even know if they know what they're doing. But anyways, the only thing that I that I liked about it was the fact that um, when Akira Tozawa runs away and he runs across the street, he does this thing that is so Japanese. And it's when when Japanese people cross the street, they put one arm up in the air. So that any vehicle sees them, 
because if you're a little kid or whatever like that, you have to, you know, try to make some. And he does that, and it made me laugh so fucking hard because it's a little kid thing to do in Japan is to raise one arm as you're running across the street like that. And it was like, I was like, oh my god, that is the most Japanese thing I've seen today. And I watch anime daily. <laughs> huh. I had honestly hoped that they uh, were quietly just ending the fucking title. Like it hadn't been on for a few weeks. Yeah. Like. I just wanted them to forget about it, and then also subsequently our truth. Yes. Um, so it it looks like at least for now, Kyotozawa is still the champion. But again, if you if you go to the WWE.com page, it lists Kyotozawa as a nine-time champion when he isn't actually a ten-time champion. But it lists R-Truth as a 52-time champion, which if you're not counting Akira Tozawa beating him, uh, then Joe Average beating Akira Tozawa, uh, then R-Truth winning it back, that would put him only at a 51-time champion. So it's like, so one of their reigns counts, but the other one doesn't during that time? It's really fucking weird. Uh, so, but again, that was that, that whole YouTube thing with the um, Old Spice. So, I don't know. Huh. So weird, but anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> ah, man, I'm so fucking over it, and but we'll see. We'll see what happens because it still exists. Apparently, there's been a hundred and forty-five title changes, and that title belt, and that title belt has been around for. Uh, in two days, it'll be the three-year anniversary of that uh, that belt. Three fucking years? No, nope, sorry, two. Two two years, sorry. Two years ago, uh, that was when Hepatitis O'Neill won it when Mick Foley uh, presented the belt to them. Yep. Two years ago, uh, this Thursday, 145 fucking <laughs> title changes. With such, oh my God. with such great people as Robert Roode, Jinder Mahal, Cedric Alexander, Heath Slater, Candice Michelle, the Million Dollar Man. Did you die? <laughs> Sounded like a body hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, and great guys like NASCAR champion Kyle Busch, Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus. Rob Gronkowski. Oh. The Gobbledygooker, Alicia Fox, Peter Rosenberg, Doug Flutie for some reason. <laughs> Doug Flutie? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? It was a charity flag football game. And for whatever... Oh, right. Yeah, so Doug Flutie beat R-Truth for it, and then R-Truth beat him back for it at the same game. Uh, like I said, if, if they went full-on Iron Man heavy metal weight championship with it, it would be so much more interesting. Uh, if you... I feel like we've talked about this before, but maybe we haven't. Um, DDT Pro Wrestling in Japan has a championship called the Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight Championship, um, which the title... It's, it's just like the 24-7 rules. The title belt can change hands at, at any point in time. 
the most recent people that have held the belt. This is no joke. Um, so Dean Malenko. <laughs> yes. Huh. Uh, Joey Janela pinned. Or, sorry, Orange Cassidy beat Dean Malenko because Malenko fell asleep. And then Joey Janela pinned Orange Cassidy because he fell asleep. And then <laughs> Jungle Boy won on Dark in a normal match, so they considered that to be an also a thing because it was obviously. Um, Marco Stunt then won it, and then Britt Baker won it. And then Britt Baker fell asleep with the Young Bucks book on her. And so, and a referee came up and counted the cha- the the three count. So a copy, oh so a copy of the Young Bucks book beat or it was the champion for seventy four days. Um, and then they had a five way match with said book in it. Uh, Saki Akai, Antonio Hondo, Dashuki Dino, and Kazuch- Kazuki Harada, which. A copy of Saki Akai's photo book, Lip Shake Hip, got introduced into the match and won the championship from the Young Bucks book. (laughs) Yeah. There have also been such great champions as a Chibi-kun stuffed animal. Uh, (laughs) What other ones have there been? Um, The uh, DDT Grand Prix Trophy. (laughs) Won the championship for for a little bit. Uh, a chair, then a different looking chair. Won it from the chair. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. If they went full on just fucking weird with it, at least then it would be entertaining. But instead, no, they keep putting it on our truth, which is about as entertaining as a chair. Probably a little less. Probably a little less. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else to say about Raw? Sadly, probably the best Raw in, like, a couple of months at least. And it wasn't even that good either. It was a low bar. <laughs> yeah. All right. They, they don't set the bar. That's right. We, we are the bar. We're lower than the bar. Uh, <laughs> all right. The bar is the floor. Yes. We drop the bar on the floor. Uh, I don't know why it turned into a pirate at this point, but that's it's late Arr. at night. <laughs> Swamp the boop dick. <laughs> yai be Seamus, yar. <laughs> All right. Uh, so with that, I think it's time. Uh, Ginger, why don't you send us a home? Have a good night, guys, and we will smack your ass raw next time. Oh, shit, right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Are you going to say goodbye? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye-bye.
You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>